0: master of the Knights of Rant. I've never faced such a test. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Knights of Rant slash Who Talks First. I am one of your hosts, I'm CT. I'm your other host, I'm Solo. We're back, it's been so long. It's been so long. I. This has been the hardest three weeks in a Star Wars fan's life because I. It's all I've been able to talk about for the last three weeks or all I've been able to think about. But you left. But I me. left and alone. I couldn't, talk, I couldn't talk to anyone who cared on an all similar level. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even. Matt didn't really like the movie that much, so I couldn't talk to him about it. And you were far away, and every time I tried telling sell- something to my mother, she would be like, that's a good story, Courtney, you should tell at parties. So. Wow. It was a very... Mom was a butthole. No, my mom was a butthole. Sorry, Mom. She's like, I don't want to hear about Star Wars anymore, Courtney! <laughs> no, we even saw it together, and so I tried to be tried like... Tried to talk, have conversation about the film with her. And she, every time I would make a point, she's like, that's a good story. I'm like, uh, okay. uh <sighs> Thanks. Well wow, Mom, I'm trying to tell you about, like, complex symbolism and you don't want to hear about it. Okay. I'm smart! I'm smart, I swear! I want to talk about The Last Jedi! So, over the next several weeks, we'll be doing a lot of podcasts around The Last Jedi. Yeah. And since the movie was broken up into kind of A plot, A plot, B plot, C plot, we'll probably do... We'll split our podcasts kind of according to that, and today we're going to start off with the A-plot, Mm-hmm. because that's what I want to talk about the most. Well, I mean, it is the A-plot, mm-hmm. so it does make the most sense. And though I, I, we aren't going to talk about the Luke Skywalker, well, I mean, obviously we'll address that he exists, but mm-hmm. we're not really going to talk about his arc, that's going to be for a future episode, we're mostly going to focus on the Rey and Kylo stuff. Yes. For this particular episode, but before we get into that, uh... How's your last three weeks been? Lonely! <laughs> Slept on the couch! Slept a lot. D- d- for some context, that was her choice, to sleep on the couch. Well, I was sad and didn't want to move. <laughs> Just wanted to lie. Because I her. was alone. I I will say that I don't think I've mentioned Finishing Phasma, the oh. book. Mm, I don't think you have. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I know. I, I actually did like it. It's not breaking into my top five of anytime soon. <laughs> like it might be like six or seven, mm-hmm. but I actually I did quite enjoy it. I don't care about Phasma anymore, and doesn't really seem like we have to. But no, it really doesn't. Uh, I still have a slight hope that she'll come back as like a robot cyborg. cyborg you want her to? You want her to Darth Maul? But she was just so I I want her to be cool. I mean I want her to be fucking cool too, but, but
1: this, I I this want is the middle. More, this though. is
0: the middle finger to us. Yeah, I want my knights though. So uh clear, this this movie has been a little divisive. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you making things up? And also oh oh and uh may the salt begin. So if you're not wanting to hear a really salty podcast, um but you have to put you have to give context to that salt because like it's not salty about the movie. Oh, it's salty about the fan base. Yeah, sorry. Be, be, I just want to like introduce this podcast with being like, "Hi, welcome to the Knights of Rant, one of six podcasts in the internet that will actually that actually liked the Last Jedi mm-hmm. and that's actually going to talk about the story." Yeah, we're going to talk about the movie and not just because, rip it a new one. Well, because a lot of people, a lot of podcasters really like it. But they'll do this thing mm-hmm. where they'll mention, oh, the Rain and Kylo stuff was really cool, and then never talk about it again. You're like, that was the movie. That was the heart of the movie. That's the A-plot. And I know a lot of people are just afraid to talk about it, but clearly we've been... I mean, we've been talking about it for a long a time. A long time, so we're not really too worried about losing our fan base because nah. of it. I just want to kind of give this little notion. Mm-hmm. It's kind of really hurtful when... You tell your fan base, like, for, I, I've listened to other people who are like, we're not a Raylo podcast. And I'm like, stop putting the divide line. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so many people won't consider people like us an actual Star Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. Because we talk about what happened in the fucking movie, or what we thought was going to happen, and then you want to know what? It happened. All, everything that we thought was going to happen, like, it happened in the movie. We saw it. <laughs> Here's some slime sound effects. Instead of shouting to the heavens, I decided to whisper, yeah, it, kindly to the audience. But I don't like that. There's but we there's Star Wars podcasts mm-hmm. and then the Raylo podcasts, mm-hmm. which like I I know the Raylo the other Raylo podcasts, mm-hmm. and I don't even want to call them that. The other Star Wars podcasts that address Raylo because it's the a really a Big part of the goddamn yeah. movie. And they also talk about just Star Wars in general. Yeah. It's not like that's all they talk about. We've had plenty of uh, podcasts about why your husband was a piece of shit. A.K.A. Oh a piece of shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> We've definitely not talked about Reylo before. And, like, even, like, you're a Raylo, I'm yeah. a tentative Reylo. Yeah. I'm gonna sit here and be like, there's a lot of things that I like, but there's also a lot of things that I could, like, I'm not ready. It's... Because I'm too scared for them to be like, and then he killed Leia. And then I'm like, well... (laughs) Well, forget it. (laughs) We gotta know. And clearly, the movie can go anywhere else. Because again, it's not even... It's just the people that are okay with the the direction of their story, their character stories in the film. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, like I said before, this is going to be a pretty salty podcast and I've warned you guys on Twitter for a while now mm-hmm. that it's things might be a little a salty. little salty. Welcome to Crate, the Salt Planet. <laughs> yep. That's the new podcast name, everybody. So we we for a while we didn't even know our own name, it's Salt Planet Crate. Yep. Because I mean, if you've been if you if you were part of the railroad train from TFA and you kind of saw the the hintings of the dynamic in that movie. hmm You've been... We've been through shit for two years. Yeah. And absolute shit, where everyone kind of was like, oh, it's a... Either people being it's like... It's a fangirl fantasy. Fangirl fantasy. Which is which also, really disrespectful. Super disrespectful. And also, not only girls shipped them. Yep. Shout out to my Raylo boys, man. Shout out to our awesome, like... That my favorite people. Constantly be yeah. like, I also would like to maybe see them kiss, and I'm <laughs> <It's>, a male. <laughs> USA Today wants to see them boned, so that's that's all that's I, important. Yeah, and who knows USA Today's gender? Don't assume it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't gender USA Today. <laughs> Don't you dare! And uh, so it just kind of it's been a very stressful two years, and to go through all of that, and then the marketing s- started. And you kind of see, oh, wait, <laughs> people were trying to convince us we were crazy for two years. It's not so crazy. And then, but like, oh, no, it's misdirection. The, the theories coming out about the hand, like the reaching out, mm-hmm. people think it's Hux, it's Finn in his, like, it's clearly Kylo. Uh-huh. You can see his outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, Reddit was just convinced it was Hux. There's no, like, well, now that we have it settled, that it's clearly Hux. Yeah, because that makes more sense than Kylo. Hux reaching out to right? Hux reaching out to anyone? Right. <laughs> That's what made more sense to you? <laughs> I'm so sorry this is gonna be... <laughs> I'm just trying Nobody to... likes us anyway. It's fine. I'm just gonna nail that you know coffin hammer coffin hammer. I'm not sure that I even like us. But... What can you do about it? This is the life I was given? And we're gonna roll with it. <laughs> and, so yeah, the, to, then everyone thought that was in this direction, and then when this movie happened, people were, people are thinking, of oh, it's a lie, or angry, and I'm just like, they've been saying all of this stuff for two years. You just haven't been paying attention. You just really wanted your own theories to happen. So your head was kind of up your own ass a little bit, and admittedly, I mean, I don't no, I won't even say that we got so much more than I was ever expecting in yeah, this movie. No, absurdly so. Uh, needless to say, it didn't end exactly how how I wanted it to end. But uh. yeah, no, absolutely. And we we're coming out of this movie confident and grinning now, but we were fully prepared to eat our fucking socks. Yeah. We were like these are the things that we want and you know what? None of them might happen. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go into this movie and be like, "All right, this might be terrible for us. Mm-hmm. We might not get anything that we wanted." But instead, we got everything handed to us on a silver platter. Yeah, it was basically. the aces. Basically. And then everyone's like, "There are definitely things that I would change." Oh, but, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Yeah. The overall message of the movie was the- basically what I wanted it to be. Oh, yeah, the message was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. My qualms with it, which will come out and probably—I I mean, I've looked one that I know that I'll mention here—but mm-hmm. they're very small and they've gone away significantly since my first viewing. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, my my issues with Luke have down like they were never they never hindered my opinion of the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. But the more you watch it, the more you think about it, and you're the more you're like, oh, this does fit. Mm-hmm. like There was a couple pieces that I was still like, mm, I don't like that mm-hmm. how they delivered that but mm-hmm. whatever. And so because a lot of people this, is, this really to me is the first huge character piece that Star Wars has ever done that the plot itself like the action plot, there's not really much going on. But it was because this was a character plot. And so whenever someone mentions, I'm like, this was a character journey, which are, and both are our favorites. Absolutely. You guys wanted, like, the Star Wars adult novel, and what we got was the Star Wars quote-unquote young adult novel, which I'm like, that's what I want, Mm -hmm. because it's more about character voices and journeys. So yeah, like, maybe there weren't as many flashy space battles, but- the battles that we got were fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that crate wasn't beautiful, and you can't tell me that the throne room scene was not the fucking most badass thing you've ever seen. It- <laughs> I mean, that's everyone's- not I don't want to say everyone's, but mm. a lot of people's, probably a majority of the fanbase's favorite scene is the Praetorian Guard scene. The throne room is just so fucking good. Oh, I mean- well, t- yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of talked about this a little bit before. And I think the main like dividing line between Star Wars fans are people who read everything literally, mm-hmm. and the people who read everything metaphorically. Absolutely. So, for me, I I personally approach everything a little more metaphorically. Yes. And I I personally think that's how uh, movie fantasy really. and fairy ta- fairy tales are supposed to be like. Lessons like that—that mm-hmm. that they're not supposed to be literal. One to one, literal to real life. Yeah, and I mean, in Star Wars, kind of, they always don't really handle these situations. Like, they don't process death. In Star Wars, the saddest anyone ever was about was, was about someone dying. I mean, you can go, go Anakin and Padme, where he shouts, "No!" And Luke's a little bummed out about Obi-Wan, even though Leia's entire planet just exploded. Yeah. But they don't treat death very literally. They push, they treat it more like a... Like a plot point. Yeah. Like a developer. And that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, Disney movies do this. That's why Mm -hmm. Disney parents are always dead. It's because these are adolescent, like, growing up stories, coming of age stories. Mm -hmm. And they're a lot easier to do if you don't have... Your parents are to help you, you along. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell a coming of age story when your parents are right there. Mhm. Which is why Disney princesses always have their family. Their parents are always dead. Yeah. Which is something Or your Jasmine and your dad just a dummy. <laughs> just a dummy. <laughs> Cuz what I found really interesting is so we start off like with TFA and that's really like the childhood journey where you kind of have this hero worship of like the adult figures in your life and you mm-hmm. kind of think the the grown-ups, they know everything, because they're adults, and Han Solo is great, Luke Skywalker, he's this myth, and he's amazing, mm-hmm. and everyone has this kind of naive point of view in the world. Obviously, Kylo has these, like, really toddler-esque tantrums. Mm-hmm. It, it's its very much kind of like a group of kids playing pretend in their backyard. It's one of those movies where, like, I don't want to compare it to Boss Baby, but it's like a school like a a bunch of kids like in the schoolyard and they're all playing pretend and this is what happens you know Mm -hmm. like metaphorically this is what they're acting out (laughs) this is a very easy metaphor to follow yeah and kyle's like no i want to play the game this way and they're like no we won't play on this wings Kyle's like no one wants to play the same game as me I'm Why? upset. I'm cranky. I wanna play sword fight. But, like, the last Jedi, on the other hand, is we get into, like, the adolescence part of it, where you start questioning authority, and the, that, you know, the adults aren't always right just because they're adults. And not only that, like, they actively disappoint you. hmm You think that they have all the answers, They they either don't, yeah. or... They refuse to. Adam Driver show you. has like this really interesting quote, and it wasn't even about Star Wars, but just coming to the age where you realize your parents are just people, mm-hmm. that your parents don't have all the answers because they're just people, mm-hmm. and what a like mind blowing, like, like mind blowing, almost sad, depressing time that is. Everything will work out because my parents are almost these. Or adult figures. Yeah, because they'll life. always have the answer. And anytime I have a question, I can just. And then you get to the point where they give you the wrong advice, or, or they they can't they don't do the help right you. thing for you. Yeah. they're not gonna help you, and that's like a really you're like sad. You're time. like, oh, I'm kind of. It's not that I'm alone, but I'm kind of alone. Yep. How am I gonna figure this out if they can't help me? I have to yes. do this on my like, own. Oh, they're just people. They're mm-hmm. They're just as capable as as I am. They might have more life experience, but that doesn't mean they're always right. Mm-hmm. So you have this questioning of authority, the separation from your family, growing up past them, mm-hmm. kind of discovering who you are, uh, and then sexual awakening is definitely part of that. Nah, puberty never happens. Puberty never happens, uh, according to... The internet. The internet, just so you know. But I, I, that's that's such a big thing that I've, a lot of people, I just, are afraid to talk about. And I won't say a lot of people. News sources definitely talk about it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the three people, and I know you know who you are, if you haven't listened to this, who are going to talk about it. Because it's such an interesting aspect of the film, and there's definitely sexual undertones. There's so many people who are like, no. I'm like, you have never watched a, and these movies are hard to find. You've never watched a fantasy movie from the female point of view. Yeah, because you can watch a romance film, and you just clearly know because it's you go into knowing the genre that the, this romance is happening. And when you go into a fantasy, it's a little more in like weaved throughout the story. Yeah, it's not so overt because it's not. It's not like hey, this it's is not a rom- This is yeah. not a romance or a rom com. Yeah, this is a fantasy. Fantasy, has yes. fucking love in it. Like, oh, fucking love. And like, it's also, I don't know. Let's just, let's just pull out something out of out of my my tush here. I don't. Have you ever heard of the the franchise uh, Dragon Age? It's a high fantasy, and you know what? That game's got a lot of sex. <laughs> it's got a lot of sex. The Witcher also mm-hmm. is a high fantasy, but like that's from a male perspective. But Dragon Age, got lots and lots, lots of sex, and it's just rarely woven in it. Do we see? Do we see movies like this told from a coming of age girl? Yeah, from the from a girl being like the main character. Yeah, yeah. so it's I feel like that's why it's being missed a lot from people of all genders because they're not used to seeing it. Well, also because they have this weird purity complex with oh, Ray. Yeah, I like no, she's not fe- too. she's not feeling sexual anything, and you're like, why? She's an adult woman. Mm-hmm. She's an adult. She can. Yeah, that there's nothing weird about that. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, she's too pure for that." I'm like, "That's such a dangerous way to look at women." Yeah. And also, it's okay, but you remember like Leia and Padme? They definitely had sex because they definitely had children. <laughs> so uh... I where, mean, that's definitely a thing about American culture too. Mm-hmm. We're like violence kind of, idealized as yeah. like purity no. mm-hmm. and. We can't talk about sex and sexuality. No, we can't talk about it. But we can, t- we can watch people be beheaded. That's fine. Yeah. And Welcome to America. And the heart of this movie and the interest and the intrigue of this movie, I feel like, is just being ignored because... They're kind of exploring all of these different forms of love. I mean, metaphorically, it is all there. But oh. And you can tell by a lot of the imagery. not so much literally, mm-hmm. but as we mentioned before, metaphorically. I mean, we start out the film with Kylo and he's being... And berated by mm-hmm. Snoke. For his dumb mask. And it's... Snoke literally... It's kind of my... Uh, if you guys don't know, my homeboy Count Dooku. <laughs> I love this. I love when villains tell you exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the person they're talking to just not getting the point. Or... It, ignoring it i be like you're lying mm-hmm. so like when dooku is talking to obi-wan he's just like hey just so you know a sith lord has taken over your government mm-hmm. And one's like oh, i don't believe you when that's exactly what happened and in this case it's a little more vague but snoke's talking to kylo and he's just like you wonder why i keep hawks around mm-hmm. but you see weakness when properly manipulated as a pop is a is a powerful tool yeah and that just hands down <laughs> what he's doing to kylo yeah. He's hands. like, I found you, and you were the most weak and vulnerable. And then I was like, let's twist this. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And so, like, this was one of the things that was updated on the databank. Mm-hmm. And so he was, uh, yeah, Snoke called him out as being weak and sentimental, and then Kylo led a d- uh, mission to destroy Leia Organa's Resistance flag- flagship, but found himself unable to fire on his mother. He was also confused by an increasingly strong con- force connection with Rey, who had sought out Luke Skywalker to train her in the, uh, in the ways of the Force, and they could see each other across light years. This mysterious connection grew stronger and would shape their destinies, platonically, <laughs> <laughs> purely platonically, from a totally platonic aspect, Pla- only platonic, Pure. nothing else there. Neither of those characters have sexual drives. Yep, and Duh. Uh, so like most, and humans. I like I like that this happens right away. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this later because I have a few questions for you because mm-hmm. I wonder how you read it because we we haven't been able to really talk in three weeks. No, not at all. And so I have certain things that I want to ask you and if be I like also. how you read how how you read these scenes mm-hmm. because so Kylo at a certain point it's like I've given everything I have to you and at one point gets up and gets ready to charge Snoke in the beginning of the movie. And Snoke then zaps him. Yeah, he's like, like "Shit, I'm too weak." Bam! Because like the guards even like get up. They're like, "Oh, time to fight this motherfucker." Mm-hmm. And so we know from very early on that Kylo's kind of unhinged, unhinged, not doing very well. Mm-hmm. He tries to attack Snoke in the beginning of the movie, and so destroys the mask. Go <laughs> goes down. But I my ready my b- ship. Never seen that man before in my life. Dear lord. Also, ready my ship is just a metaphor for this whole movie. He's like, hold on. Ready my ship. Me too. Mine too. He doesn't shoot down Leia, Mm -hmm. which it's so hard to talk about Leia and her character arc because you know this is like a real life tragedy Mm -hmm. because you know they were building to something so potentially good. Yeah. Because he it, can't kill his mother. Mm-mm. Which, I mean, clearly he has no problem. He wants Luke to die. Yeah. And he was—he managed to kill Han. He, he wasn't super great about it. He wasn't super chill, but... He thought he wanted to do it, and then afterwards was like, oh, shit. But he couldn't kill Leia. Mm-hmm. And even with killing Leia... Even in a, in, in, in a very impersonal way. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, that yeah. too. It... He couldn't see her. He just felt her that she was there. And he makes the- He's like, nope, we'll just keep flying. Mm-hmm. And something I am curious about, because people have been talking about this online, is that if Kylo actually shot down the ties that did shoot, that's what I've been hearing. But we really won't be able to, to confirm tell that, that until, until you can go frame by frame. DVDs, yeah. Yeah, high rate frame. So I don't really want to- Say that's true or not would be cool. I would love that. Me too. Because Hux does come in afterward, like, and say saying that he's too far away, mm-hmm. and that they can't cover him. And like, oh, that would be sort of interesting that they're if he's acknowledging. Like, oh, cool. That he's... You can't see anymore. Ba boom. Yeah, exactly. You can't yeah. see what I'm doing. So. So. Pew 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 yeah. pew pew pew. pew. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um. So we'll go over to the first the first force bond scene. mm Hmm. Which, so, like, Kylo, in the beginning, looks sick AF. Yeah, he does. He looks like he's dying. Mm -hmm. And I really think there's something to be said that during, like, the Force Bond scenes, he looks, like, progressively healthier. Mm -hmm. Like, he does look better. And the first scene is literally him getting his, like, scars healed. Mm -hmm. You can go with a metaphor about that. No, there's no metaphor there. No metaphor. You're reaching. And... Directors think about this stuff. No. Directors and writers, Mm-mm. they think about this coincidence. stuff. Coincidence. All just a coincidence. Total coincidence. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of a single author putting double meanings behind anything. Like, when the first Force Bond happens, like, their voices are all really echoey to each other. And you're seeing this from, you see all the Force Bond scenes from Rey's point of view. Mm-hmm. And which is why I think the last Force Bond scene, which is from Kylo's point of view, is mm-hmm. so important to the narrative because a lot of people think Kylo was manipulating Rey which no part of the movie no part of any interview has ever implied that. Yeah, no, know. Ever. But if you were questioning that or were you supposed to, that last Warbond scene is absolutely a guarantee that he is very sad and mm-hmm. actually felt something there. And actually fe- uh, and physically reacts when it happens. Yeah. First Force scene. See it. And then- cut to us holding each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, because he immediately starts- He does the Jedi mind trick um, in that scene, or tries to. Like, there's there's so many things in this movie to try to tell you without obviously telling you uh-huh. that Kylo cannot- Manipulate her. Ma- manipulate her or use the Force on her yeah. in this- Either in this state or at all because she's strong. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, oh, I tried this before and it didn't work. He's, he's, he's literally he's like, oh, bring Luke's... Girl. and then he's like, ah, it's, I don't know why I'm trying and he, this. And He works as John. He's like, what the fuck? Am I? And then he's like a puppy. He's like, how's this working? Can you can you see my surroundings? Because I, I I see I, I see can you. only see you. You know, I I'm can't. not gonna hide my fangirl. He looks so cute when he just says he's like just. I you. can't. I can only see you. It's but you. like they and it's establish... the way he keeps his lips puckered after you. He's like you. you. You're like wow, those are some big. Pu- party lips, boy. Don't and, look at me. And Ray just goes at him with a gun. And like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Another just, uh, innuendo with, uh, Luke was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, my blaster went off. This will clean my blaster. <laughs> 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 Woo! Like, oh, not even subtle, Ryan Johnson. Wow, that's a... Oh, that's <laughs> just... <laughs> I, I never even thought about that one. That one's funny. Oh, yeah. yeah I was know. just, uh, polishing my saber... Just polishing- (laughs) Kylo, what are you doing? Polishing my saber? (laughs) You're- you're what? Uh, so, like, the second- the second scene is with the- the rain. This is a scene. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, Kylo, just generally- he's always kind of been weirdly sensual. Not- like, his character in itself is very sensual. Because he's- he's raw emotions. Mm -hmm. His- his nerves and his emotions are so- visible and and raw that's what like that's what makes a person so appealing and so sensual and that's what like again carlo's not a sith Mm -hmm. but he does draw on the power of the dark side which is about feeling Mm -hmm. it's about feeling a lot of things and like sexual energy is one of them because that's what's so forbidden for jedi so guess who embraces it like if, if the light side says don't do it the dark side says hell yeah feel that shit cuz have you ever if you've ever met kylo at the disney parks let me tell you oh my god cuz he gets so close like the way he like walks and stuff i and mean looms. it's very accurate to how he is and looms yeah, it's a no. very sensual kind and the of deep presence. like even just cuz of the voice modulator mm. that he has it's like so like and adam's rumbling. voice even without it it's just like super pudding-y. puddingy i feel my like animalistic yeah. sensibilities being like, oh, oh, boy. I'm like, oh, I, I was didn't, like Mickey Mouse. I didn't know that this would affect me, but you're tall, looming over me, and your voice is kind of guttural and deep, mm-hmm. and it, oh, I feel it like the all the way down to my talk, to, yeah. all the way down to my toes, and I was like, oh, I didn't, oh, sh- Jesus. Because <laughs> when he like turns around, and he's just like, why is the force connecting us? Ah, uh, you have like the same look, the like those eyes. Those eyes, the same eyes that you had in the forest. It's, it's so. So you've been thinking about it a lot, huh, Yeah, Kylo? It, you have. And it's like when you called me a monster, it's like, you are uh, a monster. The line that gets me is the. Uh, you so you know everything. He says something like, you know everything you know about me. Ah, uh, you do. That ah, uh, you do mm-hmm. is. Oh boy. <laughs> the way he delivers that. And if you are in the Raylo community and you've read Raylo fanfic, that you are a monster and that the. I am a monster, is in 90% of in-universe fic. Yeah, I mean, as a person who does not read Ray fic, when that happened, I was like... I think I even turned to you and was like... Yep. That is what you would say, right before you, like, tear off each other's clothes. Yeah, <laughs> like, this whole movie is a giant sex metaphor. <laughs> I don't know what to, like, tell you, uh... If you honestly didn't see the romance or sexual tension here... When to become one. And did you also not know that that Spice Girl song is about uh, fucking people having sex? No. Nope. Yeah. But like, Mark Hamill literally calls it romantic tension. Yeah. If he just says, hey, they have some romantic tension, it's there. Um, and I, I think that, again, it's not really absorbed from the female point of view, because when when Kylo acknowledges himself, he's like, "I am a monster." That's when Rey is like, "She." That's when she first starts, kind of backing down a little bit, because mm-hmm. he's he's acknowledging that about himself, mm-hmm. and so clearly he knows that he his insides are and feelings are not all right, mm-hmm. and so it's such an interesting moment. And then, the Freudian wet dream, the, the wet leather glove, the wet leather glove. Mm-hmm. That is such a Freudian wet dream. Yep. Like, water on leather is such sexual imagery. hmm But as someone who has absorbed a lot of, like, gothic and tragic romance in their life... <laughs> yeah. Kids. This is what's happening here. So, but, uh, moving forward, the Knights of Wren potentially acknowledged. Yep, that's part of the A-plot. That's... I th- I was more. You just want to just slip it in. I did, but I was going to talk about how the 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 telling of the stories. Oh, got it. Okay, that, that's how that came in. <laughs> but where Luke first tells Rey, like this is what happened. He was like, I was innocent. I swear, this is all that happened. That's all the details. because end. Oh, Kylo, when he's even being like, did he tell you what happened? Like it's so sad. Did like he tell it's you? so sad and like pathetic. The way I know everything I need to know, and he's like. He didn't, um, he didn't tell you. He didn't tell you. it's. Ask him. Go. go. Just, just tell him what happened. And He's so cash. He's but he's but it's also like no, really yeah. sad when the way his eyebrows are like so raised like <laughs> he is like opening himself. I right cannot there. wait. He's so to get vulnerable. This Blu-ray. I cannot wait. And so Luke starts telling this story. Um, We see the story three times. Luke, his first story, which is the, the lie. Mm-hmm. Kylo's, which is the truth from his perspective, and the final version of the truth. Mm-hmm. Which, di- like, is pointless. It doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Because no. even if Luke had changed his mind and he was like, it was an instinct, mm-hmm. it was enough that it was too late. Did you do this? Did you create yeah. Kylo Ren? But he, he does... I th- I believe mentioned the Knights of Ren because he's like I took Kylo and a dozen other students mm-hmm. and then he took some of them with him and, and killed, killed the rest. And as we know, there's seven Knights of Ren, mm-hmm. Kylo's including Kylo, mm-hmm. because in the Force back originally we thought Kylo was killing one of the Knights of Ren in that mm-hmm. flat Force back scene, but pe- that people have said like Pablo Hidalgo was like no it was just some other guy Mm -hmm. that wasn't a knight of ren so i think this is it might eventually go to like this kind of balance metaphor that there was also because there's 12 students six other knights of ren Mm -hmm. and that's half of them of people that were also struggling Mm -hmm. and were having a hard time addressing their emotions and And instead of the two people like working together to try to talk things out And communicate things healthily, which is what Ray and Kylo are doing this whole time. Mm -hmm. They slaughter people and leave. Mm -hmm. I I hope to God the Knights of Ren are in Nine. Yeah, me too. That's... From a selfish reason. Yeah. Because I want the Knights of Ren to mean something because... That's our podcast. (laughs) So we go, next is the best scene, is uh, the shirtless scene. Could you please put on a a robe or something? (laughs) And he's just like no steps closer. I'm just going to get closer to you. And, like, I, I just love, I'm interested in the discourse around this scene. One, because, cle- I love that when Ray is like, I don't want to do this now. What? She, like, turns to look at him, and then the second she realizes he's not wearing clothes, she's like, ha, 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 like, mm-hmm. then she's like, can you put on, like, a cowl or something? Mm-hmm. People are like, see, she was repulsed. And you were sitting next to me in this movie. And if you didn't know, I kind of like Kylo Ren, you, you, and you're very enamored with Adam Driver. I'm like, dare I say it, from kind of a shallow standpoint. Yeah, but so but you're sitting next to me, and then when that happened, I literally had to turn away. Yeah, I'm like, I can't look, I can't. Well, look. I'm just like grinning, and like I was like. Aah! you turned away one day this is going to come to And my it's me, like yes. and it's like but no that's a very legitimate act, like reaction to like like and clearly at this point she's not his biggest fan no. and that does kind of like so that shock would be like complicated you. But just for saying her. you walking in if i would walk into anyone's room and it was not someone that I was comfortable with, mm. and they weren't wearing clothes, I would be like, no matter how attractive I found them or not, yeah. I'd look away and be like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Ah, p- can you put on a cowl? And I love that she asked him to put on a cowl, because that would have helped not at all. Nope. Literally, would have just covered his neck. Yeah. Because, like, his cowl in The Force Awakens is just the scarf. Yeah. You would still be able to see his boobies. Uh-huh. So Ray's like, no, I still want to see the boobies just covered. Just look scar. a little bit, maybe? Just, just I'm gonna ask you to put on some clothes so it looks like I'm being polite, but I still want to see them tits. And also, for those <laughs> of you who don't know, I mean, I sort of mentioned it before, I love kind of period pieces. The first love of my life was Jean Valjean from Les Mis. I was five, and I loved him. So high-waisted pants are 1000% up my alley. And girl, they're so in right now. And so, Mostly I mean- Mostly on girls, but that doesn't mean Kylo can't rock it. I mean, Darcy, Jean Valjean. Now Kylo Ren. I mean, I was in love with the Phantom of the Opera too. Yeah, you were. Just, I love the high-waisted pants. And I really think that was to make it a little less sexual. Yeah. um, Because if he was wearing, like, lower-cut pants... And his abs were out, and he just looked like fucking, like, Thor. That... It would have been, like... It would have been almost too fourth-wall-breaky. It would have been so, have been so good. good, but it but it would have but it would have been so like, and I'm saying you're saying that I'm looking too far into it, oh, dear lord. And again, I also think there was a point to it of only showcasing the scars that Ray gave him. Yeah, it, because it, it, it covers the blaster, the, the blaster wound, and so you only see the shoulder wound and the, the face, one. the facial scar. So I think that is part of the and, reason. Yeah, yeah, shoulder. There's the shoulder yeah. and the scar. Yeah, so I, you, I love you it. You only ever see that, and I think that was kind of... Because I think that's one of the first things I, I said, too. I think I, like, mumbled it to myself, and I was like, oh, there's her wounds. Mm. Yep. Those are the wounds that she, yeah. she gave him. And so she has to, like, come face to face with the damage that she's done to him. him. And also his rock and titties. Yeah, because it's kind of, it's, inter- it's, an interesting scene in that way Where she's yelling at him of how he's hurt her. Mm -hmm. Like, you, how'd you kill your father? Like, why'd you, like, I cared for Han. Like, how could you do that? Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, he's showcasing, like, the physical damage that Mm -hmm. he, she's done to him. And then, I love, like, the line where he's just like, I didn't hate him. Mm -hmm. And then, you cut, he starts going into the, the, how the past is limiting her. Mm -hmm. She's like, you, your parents didn't care. You keep looking for these, like, parental figures and all of these adults, and they keep... Disappointing you. They keep disappointing you, and they, they're they holding you back because you don't see this potential in yourself, and you need to get... And then she basically, about the end of it, realizes she needs to go get answers for herself. And Ryan even, like, talked about this scene, like, the shirtless scene, with a point of, we did it to create a form of intimacy. Like... That they're kind of becoming... And vulnerability. I mean, that's... It's just him peeling away more of the layers. Mm-hmm. And I just... Like, so, literally. like, in canon, these are all the things that happen after, like, the, the shirtless scene. She she listens to him and, like, goes and confronts her dark side and goes, goes straight to him to talk about it, mm-hmm. initiates physical contact because of it, Uh, sees a future that she longs she, she longs for him to have, and then mails herself in a fucking box to him yep and tells him that she's gonna help him while like gazing at his like chest and lip area mm-hmm. and people are like she was repulsed mm-hmm. she overnight shipped herself to him i just love that the, the the coffin that she shipped herself in is marked like property of han solo <laughs> i just don't like kylo walking up to him like what the shit dude Stuck cock blocking me dad dad's like no i look I'm healthy, <laughs> and then like Ryan, we did it to create a form of intimacy. It's, it's just really frustrating to still be told that we're reading too far into it when we were right last time. I mean, there's no guarantee that we're also right this time. I have very little doubt about it, though. I I, I believe that we are 100 percent spot on with what Ryan. Wanted. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do I know if JJ is <laughs> gonna follow through with them? No. Um, So yeah, now the, the next scene is good old smut hut, mm-hmm. which was a rumored scene for a long time. I think about a year and a half we've known about this scene. Like we, the scene came out while, while they were filming the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And was the, it just that they knew that they were going to be in a hut together, and that's it? Basically? No, the the thing that leaked was that Ray and Kylo are having a conversation that Luke doesn't like, and so Luke explodes the hut. Mm. So. Rayla base jumped on it mm-hmm. and was like, Smut Hut, it's happening, man. Yeah. And I mean that was one that was probably one of the best spoilers like more most solid spoilers because a lot of the other spoiler websites were wrong So wrong. So wrong. But I wanna the So the the cave scene. So she goes to the cave and mm-hmm. uh, this is what Ryan Johnson has to say about the cave scene. The idea was if the top if up top, like in the mountain that's my own quote, mm. is the light down underneath is the darkness and she descends down there and ha- and has to see, just like Luke did in the cave, her greatest fear. And her greatest fear is that in search for her identity, she has nobody to rely on. Uh, she has no one but herself to rely on. Mm. And I I do think this was a good parallel to the Luke scene where his greatest fear was, like, oh, you think it's just fighting Vader, mm-hmm. but then you see his greatest fear is becoming Vader. Yes, And then with ray's instance her biggest fear was that is, she was all alone yeah that she's alone yeah and in her whole journey she's just going to have no one but herself to to help her yes and which is why it's such a good scene is that when she's narrating and you don't know who she's talking to and you're like, and like why is she narrating this is star really wars doesn't weird. narrate this is we <laughs> For me, I, there's there's a lot of podcasts I want to do in the future. One of them is talking about the Mortis arc. Mm-hmm. And, but in general, uh, Star Wars for a long ass time has talked about like too much light or too much darkness would be the end of everything. Yes. And that there's a balance that needs to be achieved. And they've never really explained why before. Mm-hmm. They just... Like no one has... They've never told you why you need the the dark side before. And I don't think you need the dark side, but I'll explain mm-hmm. my train of thought a little bit now. Because it, it's... Because, like, Rey and Kylo's storyline is really the first time that you see why you need both of them mm-hmm. in order to be balanced. Uh, to me, uh, Rey and Kylo don't really represent two separate human beings, but the two s- sides of, like, the human psyche, like, the positive mm-hmm. and negative parts of, like, our own brains, yeah, like, Ray being optimistic and hopeful and light, and Kylo's more cynical and critical and dark. Because mm-hmm. Kylo this whole time is getting Ray to admit these hard truths about herself. hmm Uh, Ray knew her parents were never coming back for her, and she, somewhere in her brain that she hid away, and they, she knew they weren't good people. Mm-hmm. But her optimism, uh, blinded her, and she wasted her way, her life away on Jakku. Because yeah. she thought they were, they were like, no, they're they're coming, they, they're coming back. They're coming back. She had, like, this ultimate faith in them that they were going to come back for her. And she continues to kind of put this, like, blind faith in other people. And she does this with... She did it with Han. She did Han. Sure. And she's doing it... She started doing it with Luke and... She did it with Finn the first time she met him. But. Yeah. With Luke, it also kind of... She's like, no, you're, like, the Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you... Why aren't you living up to my expectations? Like, his blind faith is not a good thing, and it Mm -hmm. severely limits how she saw herself and how she lived her life. Well, like, well, Kylo, on the other hand, becomes far more docile Mm -hmm. in in Rey's presence. Like, he's, and he was like this in TFA, too, Mm -hmm. is that he's real, he was a Kylo we hadn't really ever seen when he was with Rey. He, like, calms down significantly. Yeah. Kind of, like, watching the difference between when, Finn has the lightsaber, mm. and he's like, "That thing's mine! I'm gonna kick your ass!" And but mm. when Ray has gets a lightsaber, he's kind of like stunned. And then he's like, and "He's like, oh my god!" He's like, "You need a teacher." Yeah. like, this is, and oh. then the the even the interrogation scene with Ray compared to Poe. So yeah, Kylo becomes a lot more docile, and because you need you need hope, and it's kind of like why people go to religion in times of need, because sometimes you just need to. N- to believe that there's something bigger and hopeful that will make things okay and it's why yeah. religion is so comforting to a lot of people it's because it's an answer that and that if you believe no one can really disprove for you yeah and so that's why like both of them together works work so well mm-hmm. and i think i mean the jedi obviously were so against feeling these feelings mm-hmm. For me, ben it doesn't make any sense because, like, for me, so much of what they tell you to close yourself off from is what makes you a human. Mm-hmm. It's what, and it's, so it's always, it's always been a thing for me that I was like, oh, I, I don't agree with the Jedi at all and I'm so happy that these new movies well, are kind of... Well, a lot of... of people were upset with how they painted the picture of the Jedi. I'm like, did you not watch the prequels? I know you, like, hate Probably the prequels, not, but... but that was the whole point is that the Jedi weren't that great. They were no. kind of shitty. So, like, Kyla's whole point is, like, hey, you need to stop limiting yourself, admit these hard truths to yourself, mm-hmm. like, why, what makes you angry, why, like, why are you doing things to parents, I want you to say these things, mm-hmm. so you can start admitting to themselves, so you can start seeing a bigger picture for yourself. And even though, even the way, because I, I always think it's so, like, I don't know, the, the way that Kylo delivers the line every time where he's like, no, oh, go on, go on, say it. <laughs> And he's, like, very gently urging her, mm-hmm. where you expect him to be like, say it, mm-hmm. and then be like, say it, mm-hmm. and the next time, but no, like, he's just, yeah. he's, he's very calm the whole time, he's like, go on. And so, because, and so you see once they kind of, like, they have their beautiful, nice, hand-touching, moldy mm-hmm. scene, which, they have this, like, really great moment and like, the, the throne room with them in, in sync. sync. Uh-huh, absolutely. And... But, um, clearly they don't quite understand why they benefit each other yet. They kind of think that... They're like, no, you come to my side. No, you come to my side. They still think there's, there's, they belong on each other's sides yet. That Mm -hmm. there's not, that their relationship is beneficial to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's not about embracing the dark side. Like, the dark side is still not a good thing. Mm -mm. It's about addressing that feeling scared, angry, or sad just doesn't make you inherently evil. Right. It's about accepting them so they don't consume you and you can move forward. Yes. And that's, that's what the Last Jedi did a really good job of explaining because, but then- So in any one person, too much light will destroy you. Too much darkness yeah, will to, destroy you. Yeah, too much you. light kind of blinds you, mm-hmm. which- Yeah, love. that's poetic. uh uh-huh. And as does the darkness. Yeah. It-, yep. it you need to kind of expand your worldview and be able to address these negative feelings and know that they don't make you a bad person. Yeah, and just about finding the balance, not only within the Force and within the galaxy, but also just within yourself. hmm And that's what I, which I always wanted this movie to be about. And they are definitely hinting at it because I don't think that, like, super pushed it. hmm But if that does not continue in the next movie... I'll be furious. Yeah, like, Kylo's this person that really only sees, the, like, the negative and mm-hmm. everything, the bad, and why everything needs to start over mm-hmm. in order to achieve, like, a good galaxy. And, like, yeah, they, you know, there's bad decisions in the Jedi, there's bad decisions in the Republic, and the Rebels clearly weren't making the best decisions this movie. What do you mean? Uh, Nobody made any mistakes on the but Rebels. But he just, like, can't see the good and worth saving anything. Yeah. And is like, this other side... Like, which is more of a good thing, but it's not always a good thing, because it limited how, limited how she saw herself. She mm-hmm. couldn't see herself as this hero character. Mm-hmm. She first thinks, Luke's gonna be this hero character, and she even says, no, like... She's even like, okay, then Ben's the When hero. she, but daddy, I loved him, like, mm-hmm. I love him, mm-hmm. and goes to Kylo, she's like, he's gonna save us. Mm-hmm. He's the Skywalker. He's... He's the legacy he's, hero. Yeah. And yeah. instead, girl finally, I think, is starting to understand that she's the... And so this, it really just represents to me, like, two different parts of the psyche and how they don't, it's, the, their story isn't, like, about two different people. Mm-hmm. It's about, like, how our own emotions, like, conflict and are at war. So yeah, <laughs> let's, uh, we'll get, we'll get more into, like, throne room talk and she, one, she mails himself, herself in, but with a co- and She mails yep. herself in a coffin. And that's intentional. Uh, Ryan even said that she wanted, ne- he wanted. He wanted. It to wanted, like a coffin? Yeah, it mm. to be a coffin. Like which... a rebirth? No, or... it's Snow White. <laughs> oh. I, that's what I think. This was hands down a Snow White. It's also kind of like a little haunting that she kind of like mailed herself in a coffin to. Yeah, but the thing is, is I guess the guards are the ones that approach it and not like Kylo. But I'm like, but. I want to know. Were there cause... Seven. Were there seven guards? Were they the seven (laughs) dwarfs? Oh my god. Let's go back and rewatch. I'm gonna kill you. Sorry. Um, but, uh, (laughs) there, I wanna know the almost deleted scenes that were in there, because I can assume that Rey knows where Kylo is because of the beacon. Yes. Because they're chasing the the beacon, so she- But also, I kinda just assumed that she was force bonding it. Force bonding it, but he didn't know where she was. Yes, it's true, yeah. And but who, or maybe he did, and then but didn't really care that much. Who knows? Oh, because yeah, this is uh, the the first question that mm-hmm. I have for you. Yes. Do you think Kylo knew what he was going to do, or do you think he acted on a whim? You mean with like killing Snoke? Yes. I think I don't think Kylo had a solid plan. Mm-hmm. I think he. Was like, okay, we're going to go in here and something's going to happen. We're going to see... Because I feel like so much of Kylo had to wait to see how Rey reacted. Mm -hmm. And then when he saw that, like, she was ready to fight and that she was... Because he already knows how strong she is. When she was ready to fight, he was like, this is my moment. I've been waiting for this. I haven't been strong enough to do this alone. Personally. Because I... I kind of. I don't think think he he was like, and then this will happen, and then this will happen, and this will happen. But I do think. I think, he was personally. He Mm -hmm. was, like, I'm. Snoke's gonna fucking die. I just touched hands with a girl. Uh The world is my oyster. And Snoke stopped me from doing this before. I held hands. I touched her fingertips, and they were so soft. They were so soft. I'm gonna kill this. Doesn't make any sense because she's from a desert. And I'm the one constantly wearing gloves. I do but... kind of flip back and forth. I do think he sort of had a plan. The visual dictionary kind of insinuated that, but, l- like, I do, I think he It's had, hard, because. I think he had an idea. I think he knew what he wanted mm-hmm. to happen, but then was like, but we gotta see Because they bring up the, like, one Kylo super spacey, mm-hmm. the set, like, Ray gets there. And mm-hmm. they've been conversing really well up until that point. But when well, he's he's good at texting. He's but good at texting. When they get in person, he's like a different person. Yeah, and, and he's so much. I think because he has to be in the Kylo headspace, mm-hmm. going into Snoke, he can't be Ben because he's kind of been Ben when he's talking to her. Yeah, he's been like literally. They've been showing him vulnerable by like he no longer has the glove on. He doesn't have the mask on anymore. He doesn't have a shirt on. He's exposing these layers of himself. Yeah, uh, so... Him taking off that glove. Oh, yeah. And also just, like, the altar symbolism with the hand-touching scene of them, like, t- like touching hands over a fire. It, And then when Luke, like, comes between them, it's such, like, a chapel... Speak now like, forever hold your peace! And Luke's like, me! That's me! It's such altar symbolism. Mm-hmm. And, I, oh, man, I think people are real, me. real trying not to see... Any romantic tension there? Yeah, I think so. They're real strong. They're, they're just like N- no, I just didn't uh, watch la, the la, movie. La, la, la. It's fine. So, cause like when like Ray arrives, and it's but it's interesting that ship's huge, and he like immediately knows that she's there, mm-hmm. and so Finn and Rose go on this huge journey to try to get on this ship, and because they're like, oh, they'll never let us through. They'll just shoot us down. Mm-hmm. Like immediately. Meanwhile Ray is like, Yeah, he he won't shoot me down. He's like We no, just touched hands. We just touched hands and I told him like Baby I'm coming. The <laughs> you DTF? DTF. Down DTF? to fight? Oh, nice. I like it. Oh uh, the wink the you're not alone, neither are you yeah. thing. It's it's so it's such a heartbreaking tragic story and I love it so much. Beautiful. Because, so they go through the elevator and Snow, uh, not Snoke, uh, Kylo's kind of being weird and obviously Kylo can't tell Ray what he's doing because Snoke can go through their minds l- so, so easily. easily. Yeah. So easily. So, he's like, suspiciously quiet and then, uh, and then, like, the reason why I think that he kind of, he knew... Mm-hmm. When when Ray says you will not bow before Snoke and Kylo's like, Yeah, I know. Like we're about to kill him. But mm-hmm. he he doesn't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. He just thinks he's like, No, he's like, I don't disagree. I also saw something, but because of that, I know that when the time comes you'll stand beside me. Mm-hmm. Cause I do I'm not sure if this is totally intentional, but I like it is that Kylo waits for Ray to bow before, until Ray's in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won't find for Snoke. But now she's there. Yep. She's like, yeah, I'm bowing down, but she's stepping in front of me, so secret's out. I'm bowing for her. <laughs> See? Ooh. You think Snoke's And also, cool? Snoke has this kind of blatant line about, ah, you brought her to me, my faith in you has been restored, because there was a certain level of trust that needed to be established there, mm-hmm. because it had been lost before Kylo could kill him, mm-hmm. or kill, yeah, kill him. And... So, I mean, Snoke needed to trust him before letting his arrogance get in the way. Right. Um, Especially after Kylo already tried to attack him early in the movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I personally think it was kind of a, 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 a... He was a man with a plan. Yeah. I Again, like I, I think that he had a plan. Mm-hmm. I don't think, he, again, that he had like a totally sought out one, but he was like, I'm going in there and shit's gonna go down. Because yeah, and with the point where he tried to charge him in the beginning of uh, the movie, and so Kylo clearly knows he can't do this by exactly. himself. He's like, "No, I need, I need somebody else." Mm-hmm. And, and I know that Rey's super fucking powerful. And in a certain uh, sexual imagery, that finger twist and like the that thing. Oh, I wish this boy. was a visual podcast. Sometimes, oh, boy. that, that. was a yeah. But there's... just thinking about that now, though, I'm like. Mm. The whole thing, there is so much sexual image it, like literally the last like shot, Kylo penetrating like the guy's helmet, and you just see like the Sir. And everyone goes, Woo! Yep. And you're like, Yeah. Yeah. I'm moving for a different reason. On another right? on another primal level that makes me go, ooh. It's such a base raw human scene, like base. hmm That fight scene was so great. It was beautiful. No, it thigh was. Thigh grab. I want so much more of them on the same pages as, as each other. It's so beautiful. They were fighting so well. That 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 fight scene was like one of the most beautifully choreographed things I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. I love it. My kids working together and her calling it. things. I thought I would never get ben. at least in her calling him Ben constantly for the rest of the movie. Yep. Uh, but, and now I have another question for you. Yes. When it comes to, like, the vision of the future Rey and Kylo saw, do you think it was the same vision or a different vision? The same vision misinterpreted, or two different visions? No, uh, just because of the background that I have with Star Wars, I do believe it's the same vision misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. So much so, like, the, like, every prodigy that we've ever had. Every, every like, the chosen one. hmm You can misinterpret that. Like, every single time we've had a, like, chosen one, some sort of, like, f- vision of the future, and then it gets twisted. Yeah. Y- that's what- maybe I'm biased because of, or, like, maybe I'm leading too much into the past of Star Wars, but I believe it's that they see the same thing, but
1: they I will, see the
0: aspects that they want to see. Yeah. And that's what, kind of what I was leaning in. And then I- uh, I- somebody had said something to me- that i was like i don't know what you're talking about then i watched the movie and i'm like oh that so when they have the scene where they're talking about seeing the future so mm-hmm. ray's like i saw your future it like it was clear you won't bob before snoke and and then kylo says i saw something too and because of that i know that when the time comes you'll stand beside me mm-hmm. and then he clarifies he's like i saw who your parents were i'm like oh so did they did he not see the future? Did he see her past and she saw his future mm. and the reason was like I saw who your parents are so I know that me and you connect in this way and that you also are desperate to find your place in this story and so then you were abandoned by your parents and you were abandoned by your parents and so when the time comes you'll understand you'll understand coming. where I'm exactly mm-hmm. oh. and I'm like is that what they meant because that's what someone's like said to me once I'm like no that's and then I watched it and I'm like oh or is that what they meant? Hmm. I don't know. Gotta rewatch seven more times. I, I'm i at four. I want to see it eight times. In theaters? Yes. I do. That's a lot of fucking money. I I got free movie passes. It's fine. Also, I want to give this movie my money. It's fine. I mean, that's true. Uh, And... You want to see it eight times for this episode eight? Yep. Well, I saw seven seven times. I want to see it eight times. And hopefully nine doesn't suck. Because... <laughs> that's a lot of times. That's a lot of times. Who, who knows about Nine, but... And, uh, we will talk... Uh, we've talked about it a little bit before, but there are people who think that Kylo was manipulating Rey or lying to Rey the whole time. I... This is not true. No, I don't... I don't see that at all. It's like, Snoke literally has a line saying when... Well, first of all, no, another question for wow. you. Do you think Snoke actually created the Force Bond? No. That's... It's been established before. It... This is such a weird retcon, because I I don't want to sound hypocritical because I'm mm-hmm. that- so am angry at people that don't believe what is is being said to them on the film, mm-hmm. but the "Don't be afraid, I feel it too" line is such an establishment that they have this they feel this weird connection with each other, and this is before Snoke even really knows Ray exists. This this bond to me would happened because of them. And The Force Awakens. And it does make sense that he would try to claim that it wasn't real. It wasn't between them. It was his fault. It was his doing to try to break the attachment with them because he probably knows that Kylo has this attachment with Rey. And so if he says it wasn't real and uh, she just kind of thought she could s- save you because she saw your weakness and you're like, you were too weak. Right, the line is... Uh, I like. I knew he was too weak to hide his weakness from you. If mm-hmm. literally what Snoke says. So the way that I interpret what he's saying, because I don't believe that he created this bond, because mm. I, that bond has been there. I do. I can see that he poured energy into it. If that makes sense, like maybe Could the boy amped it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that he saw that there was something already there, and was like, neither of them are strong enough. For them to be able to see each other this far away mm-hmm. without, like, a little bit of juice. And so maybe he was facilitating that bond. Mm-hmm. And, uh because he's such a powerful force user. Because I do, I do think the, like, the end scene where they can see each other one more time is mm-hmm. supposed to be, like, the realization for both of them that it maybe was something different than what Snoke said. hmm But I, I don't know that because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, like I said- of the people who don't believe what's on screen. So this is the way that I see it. Before, these two had dial-up internet. <laughs> and then Snoke upgraded them to, to high Wi-Fi. speed. Yeah. To high speed. And that's not gonna go away just because he died. He already paid for it. <laughs> so, like, he's already... like. But that's, like, the, the way that this I kind of see it. best metaphor in the but, whole like, podcast. You know what I mean? No, I agree. So, like, it's still there and it's not gonna go away besides the fact that mm-hmm. Rey closed herself off to it. Yeah. And I also... Like, on the, the note of the quote-unquote manipulation, I think Snoke's the only one pulling strings here. Yes. Because if, if Kylo was manipulating Rey, Snoke would have fucking said it. He would have told Rey. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been like, oh, ah. you saw his weakness and you felt bad for him. He would have been like, he was tricking you. He was lying. Because he want, he wants to cut that separation. That's what he. That's why he says, it's like, oh, the bond was me. You thought it was something special and unique. No, it was me. Uh-huh. And... Uh, so if, if there, that plot line of him manipulating her was actually supposed to be there, this is the time where it would be revealed. Mm -hmm. And it's never revealed in the movie. It's never addressed. Ray never questions it. Kylo Mm -hmm. never does anything to really make you suspect that he's manipulating her. Mm -hmm. It would almost be, if they did pull that, it would, I feel like at that point it would have been cheating the narrative. Yeah. A little bit where I'm like, Oh. There was no hint of that at all that I feel and then, kind yeah, of the, betrayed. Yeah, that the story becomes so empty. Yeah. Moving forward, I'm mm-hmm. proud of my Benz cutting assholes in half. Yep, oh, good boys. Those are my boys. Good Benz. Um Also, Ray's the first one to admit who her parents are. For those of you who think Kylo was lying, I've seen this theory. <laughs> of that, like, Kylo's using, like, a Jedi mind trick to make her say who her parents he, are. It doesn't work on her! I... That It's never I love worked on this her. theory is like, okay, so you he can make her believe and say anything, but he can't make her join him as, like, rulers of the, like... It's clear that both of them have their agencies here mm-hmm. and aren't bending to fit each other's will. Mm-mm. It's... And, like, at this point in time, we've seen that they are... Evenly matched. Mm-hmm. They are evenly matched in the power of the force. You see that two seconds later when they're both trying to get the lightsaber from each other, yeah. and this time Kylo isn't injured. Yeah, because yeah, they're they're each other's equal at that point. And Snoke even says, "I knew mm-hmm. as you grew stronger, you're strong, you're equal in the light wood too." Mm-hmm. So there's kind of this new prophecy esque thing that's mm-hmm. happening. S- Snoke knows something about how they will. They're they're kind of made to balance each other. Mm-hmm. And I, so I will. This is my my personal flaw with this scene. I understand what Ryan was trying to do, but as someone in the Raylo fandom who's been nothing but shit on—not nothing but shit on. Not but shit on mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of really great, great stuff, but you get you get shit on a lot. The Kylo's "You're nothing" speech should have been written differently. It was too poetic for well, the average mind. Because the intention behind it, like Ryan even came out in an interview, was like, this is Kylo's moment of relating to her. Where mm-hmm. he's, he. this is his, I saw your past, you and I relate to each other, you were also thrown away like you were nothing. Kylo mm-hmm. thought he was thrown away like nothing. His parents had this huge part in this universe. They were galactic known heroes. His Luke was, his Luke, his uncle was this, G- Legend mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker was a, was a superhero. People didn't that even he, think he was real. Yeah, that and now Ben's like, I don't have a place in this story. Mm-hmm. I'm just the person who came after this story. Yeah. And I f- feel like that's really meta between, for the fan base, because mm-hmm. so many people were determined that Kylo wasn't the Skywalker mm-hmm. in this tale. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do think that the The fourth time I watched it, that did read to me. Mm-hmm. But the first couple times, it does kind of read the, like you're nobody, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's kind of douchey. <laughs> uh, but not, but not to me. And then people are like that's emotional manipulation, and I'm just like, that's I'm like I know it just it's worded poorly, mm-hmm. but that's not the intention of that speech at all. No, it's not to bring her down. So but it's like, but I bring you up. It's that. Both of us have felt this disconnect, this abandonment, and that we don't have a place in this story. I know that together we can make our place in history. Mm-hmm. That we can together rule the galaxy. Yeah, we can make our legacy. Like, we can create our own story. So it's it's really... I, I feel like it was just worded a little bit wrong because people, especially the people who are just desperate to see it as... Fake and manipulation the whole time. Yeah. Really glued on to that scene, and even I admit I'm like, Ugh, God, that was. that the was word is a little bit wrong. And Ryan even came out being like, Ah, oh, guys, it's. It's not what it is. It's not what it is. He's just. He also feels a very even though they come from very two, different reasons why they feel abandonment and loneliness mm-hmm. and why they don't have a place in the story. Mm-hmm. Ray because she became Ray become because she came from nothing. And Kylo feels like he's nothing because he in came comparison. from- Yeah, in comparison. Yeah. Yeah, but so many people- and you're right. I can see how that can be misconstrued, especially because so many people think that Kylo thinks he's hot shit. hmm And I'm like, no, Kylo's the most insecure character in this whole movie, you guys. He literally wore a mask for the entire first movie because he was so insecure about himself in and yeah. his standing. And, but I And you, uh, you also learn in this movie that he—he he's the only one making himself wear that mask. Yeah. Uh, Snoke's like, take that garbage off your face. You're a, ch- a you child you in a of mask. Think you you kind of think Snoke forces him to wear it. To be the new Vader, Yeah. But no. But Kylo has, is the one that makes him wear it. And then he just obviously is humiliated and embarrassed that he got mm. called out for his silly mask. For his RP. <laughs> for his RP-C. OC. My OC Kylo Ren. And I'm, I'm a big fan steal. of maybe, it's probably unintentional, but I love the storytelling of Kylo saying, I will let nothing stand in our way in the first movie, to calling, to saying the you're nothing line to mm-hmm. Rey. I'm a big fan of that. And I like the, the Kylo's like, oh, he was telling the truth from a certain point and of view. view. Wink! There you go. He learned that from his namesake. The part yeah. that is interesting. Mm. Because Ray, she did technically make the right choice, but you do really see where Kylo's coming from. Because Ray still doesn't see herself as an important part of this in mm-hmm. the end. She, because Kylo's there to be like, you could be a huge part of this. You mm-hmm. could, like, rule this galaxy. And she's like, no. And they kind of, it's an interesting uh, take on I mean, a lot of government stuff that it kind of feels like none of the good people are willing to take power. Yeah, absolutely. And. Because it's such a big responsibility. Yeah. And no one, so it it kind of. falls to the shitty people. It falls to the shitty people. Cough, America. Definitely understand sometimes the mindset of just wanting to start over. Yeah, of the hard reset, absolutely. Because sometimes it seems like everything's just too corrupt and. that doesn't mean kill everybody (laughs) right no but like hence a metaphor yeah no absolutely but for ray to be like no what you want is still wrong yeah would have been technically more of the responsible thing to because she left knowing kylo had all this power she should have but it it, that's why it's such like an interesting question So interesting that she doesn't even let him live like live and she let him take power mm-hmm. and she let him do it by himself and she didn't try to sabotage the ship she didn't do anything she just she just laughed and that's another scene that like that missing scene of her mm-hmm. well standing over him at least contemplating doing something. something something they could have done a really cool scene where she brings up like the saber or like Kylo's saber because the other saber's destroyed mm-hmm. and she just d- doesn't I mean he's unconscious like a kind of an, an interesting parallel to Luke but where she, she holds, it, holds it and holds then she it, thinks but, and she's like no but she doesn't light it. And then, puts the saber down next to him and leaves because she just knows that there's like more of a story here that it's not mm-hmm. that this it's not quite done yet. But they have this thing with rulers, and and there's good rulers in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean absolutely. we have Princess Leia and Queen Amidala, so there's good royalty and good quote rulers. Mm-hmm. But like you need good people taking those rules. Yeah, I, well, I'm, that's why I'm so glad for, to not talk about a plot, but, like, Finn. Mm-hmm. I believe that Finn is step, from his growth, he's finally ready to step into mm-hmm. uh, maybe a position like that. Maybe not, like, as a actual, like, quote-unquote ruler. Yeah. But he's definitely gonna start taking responsibility inside the Resistance, and I'm very happy for that. Yeah. And, like, Rey does take on more of, like, I'm, I, I am the hero at the end yeah. of it, but she still doesn't, I like, when Kyla's telling her, like, let, like, let go of these ideas of the path that are holding you back, because you still can't see this future for you, mm-hmm. and I hope that episode nine continues to go into that. Me too, because if they drop it, or if she never is, like, at one point in time, she's there, and she's confident, and she's, like, ready to- to take shit on and she's like, You taught me this. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it'd be so good. She's like, You told me to believe in myself. You you told me to let go and you're you fucking won't do it, yeah. man. You're the I think you're the one who won't let go. And you're yeah. like, How dare you? And so moving on to the last force bond scene, there's more than one way to let go, Kylo. It's not just kill everything. It's not just God, oh my god. Taking everything way too literally, man. <laughs> So, like, so the last fourth bond scene starts off with Kylo dismissing the soldiers, and he's- it, it kind of parallels people, so he's pushing people away to go be left alone, and Rey, on the other hand, is, like, welcoming everyone, in. like, into the Falcon, mm-hmm. and he goes into this knight kneel position, mm-hmm. which, at this point, Kylo is the most powerful man in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. At this point, he has taken on that role, and he, like, goes down into this knight kneel to grab- the dice, which mm-hmm. I hardcore headcanon Leia left for him. Mm-hmm. Because even though I think Leia knew they weren't real, I think I think Leia knew Luke wasn't real. She kind of, when she kisses him, or he kisses her, mm-hmm. she kind of makes this face, like, mm-hmm. this really sad face that she's like, oh, you're not, you this, this is not you. And so I, I just think, Leia left the dice behind to be like, Kyle, come find us and do this. And so he's in this like, nightmare and at this point, probably both Kylo and Rey thought the bond was done. Yeah. Because Snoke's dead. And so when it comes back, it's, the like, the way they, like, first look at each other is, it's so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And my, like, in this, again, is, to me, because this is the first time we see the force bond from Kylo's perspective, and I do, I do think Kylo's, like, if you're seeing something from his perspective, he's pretty honest about it, and that is pure, genuine... And, it, and it's beautiful because it's, it's... Heartbreak. It's the moment that he's calm again mm-hmm. is when the bond reestablishes itself. Because, like everything, whenever he's dealing with Ray, he's in this, like, more open, more vulnerable mm-hmm. position. And clearly he was pretty upset before. I mean... Clearly, he was fucking he, crazy, mad before he when he was dealing with He Lyman. got his uh heart shattered, and I like they broke each other's hearts because I did, think they yeah. had this vision of where she's like, "Please don't do this." You can you'll be Here's the whole fucking galaxy, which, first of all, is was just the Anakin and Padme scene too. Mm-hmm. It the Ben don't go this way is the same as the Anakin, you're breaking In my, my heart. Yeah. It's it's just written better. <laughs> just, yeah, the scene was just written and performed better. Yeah. So, sorry. He was obviously reacting with some, some heartbreak because he connected with somebody for the first time and God knows how long. And then long. they denied him. He and was then, like, and he was like, I'm going to blame all of this on Luke. Luke's, yeah, it's like, this is Luke's fault. And I don't... I mean, you Kyle's allowed to be pretty pissed about what Luke did. Yeah. And... I, I, I mean, we'll talk more about the Luke story later. That's, that's for another podcast. That's a separate podcast. You'll have to stay tuned. And so, like, the final look when they're going back and forth, and he, like, leans forward a little bit, because he's just like, uh, this is, like... And then she's like, bam! Shuts the door on him. Oh, podcast question number three. Mm. Four. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how many I've asked you. Do you think it's closed Forever? Or do you think it's not closed at all? Or do you think it's closed temporarily? No, I think it's closed temporarily in the same way that, like, Luke tried to shut himself off and then it couldn't stay closed. Mm -hmm. I think she's very much going to actively... I think the door is closed and she's, like, leaning against it. Mm -hmm. But it's not, like, welded shut. She's like, please stay closed. Well, no, I meant, like, the force bond. Is that what you mean? Are you talking about... No, yeah, like, like metaphorically... No, not like the, like the, <laughs> not all, not all the ship door! That's I was like, wait, are you talking about no, the ship door? like, in a no, metaphor, metaphor. Okay, yeah. she's like, I'm shutting this Force Bond door, mm-hmm. and I'm leaning against it with all of my strength, do not let this thing open again. Yeah. I will, because my sort of headcanon right now for episode 9 is that there's some sort of, like, time skip, that there's going to be a significant time skip where the First Order really has kind of taken over, mm-hmm. and uh, I this is how I want the Force Bond. I kind of want the Force Bond to be through... It would be interesting to doors, like, that Kylo can constantly hear, like, her through doors, but he can't ever, like, get open to them. her and open them, and then Rey is kind of, like, a similar position where you're only, like, knocking or something on doors, like, trying to get through, but she knows that's, like, it's shut off, and I think the moment that that she'll reopen it is Leia's mm. passing, if mm-hmm. that happens in this movie. Because mm-hmm. I, I think I'm losing my Reylo card, because a lot of people don't think... That was to symbolize her closing off the bond. I think it was, but temporarily, definitely not permanently. Mm -hmm. Um, It's way too cool of a dynamic to close permanently. Yeah, I don't think so. But I think that she's actively, like, gained enough force powers to be like, I'm pissed at you right now. You, you gotta, I tried, Han tried, Mm -hmm. you gotta figure out what you want for you, man. Which is, which is... Which is what- Very good. Because that you don't want to go into the story so well. They could have mm-hmm. gone off the rails so easily, be- and I think they did it perfectly. Yeah, because let's be real, Kylo and Rey want- the- Do I want them in a relationship? Absolutely. Does break Does Kylo deserve that right now? Absolutely not. And it wouldn't be good for either of them. And but, it would uh, be the a whole <laughs> awful proposal straight out of yeah. Pride and Prejudice, which is why Pride and Prejudice is such a great story, is- it kind of recognizes that men are raised with this sort of ego, mm-hmm. and when they're called out like about it, mm-hmm. and it kind of, like, with Darcy, kind of, like, shakes his ground, and he's like, shit, am I an awful person? But wait, I said that I was super cool, and that she should be lucky to have me, and she didn't like that! I'm, huh? And then he has to go out. He like gives her space. Mm-hmm. He's like, "All right, I want to leave." And maybe and, I should think about the things. And then that he actually actively works on becoming a better person. Yeah. He just needed that wake up call to realize oh, maybe I'm an entitled prick. Yeah, exactly. And so <sighs> that's they handled that sort of like Pride and Prejudice esque yeah. breakup well. It's where it's like, oh, that last moment for. And to me, Red is maybe the be- beginnings of a wake-up call. Ray keeps her agency the entire fucking yep. time. She doesn't change her moral ground for mm-hmm. him whatsoever. No. And, like, that's, again, that's why they handled it so well. But so many people... You can still see that they really connected with each other. Mm. But so many people think that, like, because we ship it, we want them to immediately kiss exactly the way they are right now. They just want it to be like, oh, and then they and then they start making it out. Like, no, 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 no. I want these characters to grow as, as like, mm-hmm. a real people. And they've just, and right now with Last Jedi, they've put down this really great foundation for it. Mm-hmm. That you know they feel this connection. And it's, it's... And if they want anything to become of it, they have to look within themselves. Yeah. Kylo needs to decide things for himself. Mm-hmm. Because his whole life has been basically... Trying being to live controlled by Snoke and... And trying to live up to these up expectations that he felt he had to live up to. So he really needs to take a long look in the mirror mm-hmm. and uh, figure out what that means. Um, so yeah, episode nine, Kylo ends up being super good at his job. Uh, hospitals. Hospitals. Roads. Healthcare. Universal healthcare. Mm. Galaxy healthcare. Yeah. Um, racism. Abolished. Gone. <laughs> Just uh, safety. Safety. Food, jobs, Job there, there's actually no plot in 9. No, no conflict. No more animal cruelty, Um, no more gambling. Sorry, Crate, you gotta, yeah. uh, not Crate. Uh, uh, CantoBite. CantoBite, you gotta go. Um, <laughs> I just, and I, the I would in harmony. think that's hilarious that Kylo's really good at it and Ray's like, why didn't you fucking tell me you had a plan? And he's just like, you didn't listen. You didn't listen to me? And I was trying to be nice. I offered you to be the queen of the galaxy. Of the most badass galaxy. And you want to know what? Because uh, I made it so that everybody has healthcare now. I've been going to therapy for my anger issues, and I'm feeling like a much better person now. <laughs> I keep a diary. <laughs> I have I have my meditation exercises, and I no longer throw temper tantrums. So <laughs> so ha, 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 ha. Maybe you should look into some self-improvement. You have you, <laughs> you can, <laughs> so nice. You can afford it, because it's free. Because I have universal health care because I just wanted to be my grandmother the whole time that's that that's our that's our that's what episode times gonna be sorry yep sorry everybody there you go <laughs> <laughs> and there there's like one last thing that I want to point out because mm. like a lot of people do think like Kylo's past redemption at this point I don't think that's true. I no. think clearly there was a big plot planned for him with him and Leia because. One, a relationship with a mother and her and her kid is way different than, like, a father and son and uncle and nephew. The bond between a mother and their child is, that is the climax. Like, yeah. that conflict would have been really important. And I think there was a reason why Leia was avoiding it. Mm-hmm. That is... That is, not to discredit uh, these other forms of, like, parental love, but for this family in particular? It, well, yeah, because, I mean, you see that, yeah, that they have a force connection yeah, and that, mo- that's established multiple times. And, and Leia's been able to feel Ben yeah. since, like, almost conception? Yep. Like, she was just like, oh, she's there's like, oh, there's, there. there's something growing in here. And in the book, she's like, it's just me and, me and you, little bean. It's growing inside me. It's just you and me against the world. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Kylo didn't really harbor that hatred towards his mother, that he couldn't kill her, mm-hmm. even though he's so determined to get rid of the past. So, I, I don't, I, I mean... I clearly think there's still a shot for redemption. I think it's going to be hard because he is in the spot as the big bad. Mm-hmm. This movie, I was, I won't lie, I was hoping that we wouldn't have the Avatar, like, after the last Airbender yeah. uh, lot beats. And obviously it's a little different because Zuko wasn't, well actually Zuko did become the Fire Lord, but, uh, but it took a while. It took a while that... Like, I was hoping to have more time with Kylo, going through the redemption arc, and unfortunately they kind of left us in a difficult position for that. Because mm-hmm. if you've seen that comic, that breaks my heart every time. Where you've you've seen it where like the little comic where Kylo and Ray like leave together and they like run away and they just start studying the Jedi oh, yeah, stuff yeah. together, and then the beacon starts going. Like, yeah. the beacon dies, so they go find the resistance and start fighting together. And they've got their purple And she lightsabers. gives a little haircut, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. That's, I mean, I would have loved that. And that was actually one of my, my ideal end, or one of my, like, predicted <laughs> endings for... Which would have been the, like, this is the one that I want, but it's the one that I'm not holding my breath for. No, because, yeah, I'm like, I would have liked more time with Redeemed Kylo, which is another reason why RP hope he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Because then... It sure we see more conflicted than we saw Vader mm-hmm. but we don't ever we won't ever get to see the journey afterwards mm-hmm. and I think that's a really wasted story potential that we haven't explored yet mm-hmm. but yeah it's gonna be pretty uh, difficult to do but we'll see I don't think the redemption will be difficult to do but I think how that story will play out I, as long as Kylo doesn't kill Leia, well, I I don't think that will happen, but I've been wrong before. I did not think Luke was going to die in this movie, so, (laughs) (laughs) but that's for another podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm still just like, so much of me is, when I think about episode nine, I just kind of, because episode eight is still so fresh that my brain just like turns into white noise and I'm like. I can't even begin to even think about what I want for Nine yet. Yeah. I mean, I know what I want, but, like, how realistically it could happen. Yeah. I need, I definitely still just need more time to process and watch the DVD a few times, and you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Speculate, and for, who knows, one interview to drop that I'll be like, there, now I have everything that I want. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. There's, I mean, a lot going on. Kylo's in the big, bad spot. Rey is in her hero spot. Mm-hmm. Give me the Knights of Ren. Please. Please. We're, we're desperate. And uh, I think that's where we're gonna end today's episode. What, even though, again, it still would be so funny if they end up being nothing, and it's like, well, just like us. Just like us. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure, obviously, this is a discussion that we will come back to very frequently. But I think an hour and a half is a good place to end for today. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Who Talks First slash Knights of Rant slash Salt Planet Crate. Mm -hmm. I'm one of your hosts, I'm CT. I'm your other host, I'm Solo. And we'll see you next time. See ya!